Hello there, and welcome to Long Distance Joy, conversations between two long-distance friends about faith, culture, life, and all the things that bring us joy. I'm Lizzie. I live in uh, North Texas with my husband and my son, and I work as a client manager for a tax consulting firm. And I'm Abby. I live in the D.C., Washington, D.C. area, working in the nonprofit world um, as a recruiter, so helping people find their right fit in the workplace. We're so glad you're here, and we can't wait to get started. Wonderful. Thank you. Hello. Hello, Ed. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Lizzie? Doing well. Doing well. Do you want to go ahead and introduce our topic for the day? I would love to. I was so excited when we decided this is what we're going to talk about tonight, and we were lots of ideas that were coming out. Um, <laughs> we wanted to share some ideas on hospitality, kind of where it comes from, you know, scripturally in our faith, but also culturally and how, what that looks like, kind of in, in our day to day, how we live out hospitality, and some some pro tips it may involve wine. Wine, <laughs> <laughs> always the wine. <laughs> It's helpful for sure. Yes. So um, I'm going to start off by just kind of defining hospitality and um, like Abby said, giving kind of a cultural frame of reference. Um, One of the things that my mom had always told me was um, kind of taught me as well was the uh, corporal works of mercy, which I think are a great basis for us realizing our um, where hospitality comes from and why we do it. So there, the um, corporal works of mercy are to feed the hungry, give water to the thirsty, clothe the naked, shelter the homeless, visit the sick, visit the imprisoned, and bury the dead. And we find this uh, scripturally in Matthew chapter 25, verses 34 through 40 where um, Jesus tells the parable of the king who says that, um, you know, blessed are those who will inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink, a stranger, and you welcomed me. And then the, the people said, well, you know, when did we, Lord, when did we see you, um, you know, hungry and, and sick and thirsty? And he says, um, Amen. I say to you, whatever you did for one of the least of my brothers, you did for me. So that's kind of our foundation for hospitality that we see in scripture um, and within the uh, corporal works of mercy. Um, I want to also give a kind of a story of St. Martin de Porres, which I think really um, indicates what our responsibilities are. so St. Martin de Porres had just been given this like beautiful cloak. I think for some backstory, St. Martin de Porres was, uh, I believe, a general, military general. And he had just been given a cloak, um, like a beautiful military cloak. And as he was leaving the party, he comes along a man who was cold and immediately gets down off his horse and cuts his beautiful military cloak in half and gives part of it to, to the man. And later on that night, he has a vision and he sees um, our Lord wearing half of the the half of the cloak that he had cut. And, you know, he says, oh, Lord, I didn't see you. And he said, well, yes, you did. I was that man by the side of the road that you cut your cloak in half for. Oh, I love that. (laughs) I know it always gives me goosebumps because it's just like, oh, you never know when you're going to encounter Christ like that. And Mm -hmm. um, 
So just to kind of start off, just kind of a basic understanding of hospitality, it really is to take care of the physical needs of um, our brothers and sisters, because when the physical is taken care of, then we're able to focus on the spiritual. Yeah, I love that. And it's funny, sorry, just to kind of throw this in there. I was just hearing as you're saying this, especially with that story, is how you know, it's really important how we view those around us. And I was just actually in a I heard her talk the other day about how, you know, we understand creation is like man being a gift. And that can't just stop with like, oh, Adam and Eve are a gift to each other. Like, that's nice and all. But, you know, we have to recognize the dignity of ourselves and the fact that, you know, I am a gift. You are a gift. And we recognize the dignity and the 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 giftness of another person that they are a gift from God that should radically change the way that we treat people, whether it's, you know, a close sibling or the jerk who cuts you off in traffic. <laughs> and there's never any shortage of the latter, that's for sure. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> Very true. Uh, definitely coming from metropolitan areas, there's definitely no shortage of uh, charity to be found on the highway. Oh, yes. It's, <laughs> yeah, I honestly, it's like something I think about, like, I have a cross hanging from my mirror. I'm like, I gotta, gotta keep it together because I'm witnessing in a funny way right now. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I love it. It's <laughs> very true though. But yeah, like even that could be maybe a work of mercy. You're, you're being merciful. Um, yes. Trying yes to... Maybe not thinking what you'd like to think or saying what you'd like to say while you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like living that out in small ways. That might not be completely in the category of hospitality, but I think it's a good start. For sure. For sure. So, yeah. And I love that you, you kind of grounded us in scripture and that, because I think it's a beautiful reminder. Um, and if I could actually add mm-hmm. one more passage in there, um, I was helping yeah. with a Bible study and we were actually talking about work well, um, and resting well. Mm-hmm. And I always think of rest as being very closely yeah. intertwined with hospitality in a sense, because it's kind of stepping away from the busyness and taking time to just deeply recharge and, um, and it should be, celebratory and restful but there's this great this great quote it's first peter um chapter four verse uh eight through ten and it goes above all let your love for one another be intense because love covers a multitude of sins be hospitable to one another without complaining as each one has received a gift use it to serve one as another as good servants of god's very grace i just love that idea that there's some recognition there that even those who practice hospitality perfectly are still fallen. You know what I mean? Like we don't have to be perfect to, to be hospitable in that sense. You know, even, even the saints have, have fallen, but they didn't stop when they fell. They continued to get back up. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, I've always thought of it as kind of a way of being a missionary too. You know, you're um, maybe not being like a, a missionary in the active field, obviously, but I just, I love, I love thinking of St. Therese because you know, she's actually a patron saint of missionaries right right <laughs> and like random things like obviously florists also of like aviators like pilots never really got oh, that's that cool. one i didn't know that one yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's some some random hodgepodge ones in there that you're like what is going on um but i think it just goes to show that you know, our impact is much broader sometimes than what we recognize you know saints make future saints um mm-hmm. but i just love mm-hmm. that idea of like by welcoming someone in and by accompanying and giving someone an opportunity to rest and being nourished by your company Mm -hmm. by your sharing a meal with them or whatever that may be that we bring them closer to to god um Mm -hmm. and i had made a note because i just really wanted to share this quote because i think it's easy to think about like you know we have to like go do all these grand things and and everything but sometimes one of the greatest (laughs) gifts that we can do is to just have a cozy welcoming home 
um mm. kind of that idea like mother Teresa always says like kind of it always strikes me that she like says this kind of like how the the rich young man asked Jesus like what can I do to inherit the kingdom of heaven and he gives him like his list <laughs> you know like here are the things you must do but then like mother Teresa in our day and age she says go home and love your family mm, yes kind of that return to your core values return to your community return to accompaniment um mm. and I know we've talked about this you know just having been friends for such a number of years we've we've seen each other and, and our friends in our in our collective friend group through many different life circumstances babies weddings <laughs> not in that order <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> I was going in more current things. Speaking um, <laughs> chronologically from the future or from the current to the past. <laughs> exactly. Yes, um, I do appreciate the clarification. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Lots of babies. Um, so many babies. <laughs> whether it's you know, graduation um, from college or just, you know, going on through wedding planning and then planning uh-huh. for babies. Um, it's got to mitigate the scandal not the scandal that's not the right way to phrase that but you know what I'm talking about (laughs) yes no I think that that that's a great point just um and I think that it's important to to understand that hospitality and I think Abby you were going to touch on this so I won't speak too deeply on it but um you know hospitality doesn't have to be like you know oh you open the door to a perfect home and you're wearing a starched apron and your children are lined up in descending order like the Von Trapp children and you know matching uniforms and there's not a speck on the floor you know that's definitely not what we mean by hospitality at all so um, yes (laughs) you want to speak a little more to that Abby I do (laughs) yes I would love to share more about my thoughts on not being perfect (laughs) well kind of just like in the same way that you gave a really profound like grounding for why hospitality isn't just like a modern trend um Mm -hmm. which I think is important to differentiate we're not just talking about like having like the perfect cute little home that you've spent like hundreds of thousands of dollars in decorating like you should love Mm -hmm. your home you should make it welcoming and and make it look beautiful but that looks different for different people um Mm -hmm. but I think something that prevents people from opening their homes opening themselves up to other people um is there a fear of vulnerability um Mm. and i think we we make it complicated you know oh my house isn't clean i haven't done dishes i don't need food around i don't have this i'm not this i I can't do that for this person (laughs) when really it just comes down to stopping (laughs) and recognizing Mm -hmm. that no one is perfect and that our vulnerability is a great gift and it really makes me think of how um to accompany people in life you can't accompany people well, whether it's friends, family, whatever, unless you show your wounds. Um, mm. And what really just kind of struck me as I was kind of meditating on that was how, you know, whenever we see images of Christ, he always has his wounds visible. His, whether it be his hands, his feet, his side, the crown of thorns, you see him still with the remnants of his sacrifice and his bloodiness. Um, so it's very like, it's very real and it's kind of raw, literally. Um, mm. But the fact that he doesn't hide, he doesn't hide his injuries to make him seem more approachable. You know, it's not like, um, oh, I'm just going to keep this hidden so it might make you more comfortable. But sometimes almost by seeing his wounds and his brokenness, it's like, oh, I can approach. I can approach him. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And I just, I love that image of vulnerability. But it also doesn't make him, like, weak. Like, oh, woe is me. You know, like, <laughs> we still see him right. as triumphant. Um, still and, strong. Exactly. Still. Yes, I love that. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's such a tendency of like, oh, we can't show our can't show our weaknesses, can't show those those faults, but really sometimes being able to share those things like makes people realize that 
how strong you are. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I know, I mean, I'm speaking from personal experience too. I feel when someone is vulnerable with me and lets me see not the not so pretty side of them, it kind of puts me at ease. And I know that, you know, oh, well then that means I don't have to keep up appearances or act like I've got it all together. And I mean, there's nothing more comforting than when I go into another, the home of another family and there's toys everywhere. And I can tell that, you know, certain things have fallen by the wayside, but the home is still just bursting with joy and love. And I think that that's, that's the biggest testament to that person's hospitality is just their ability to let people in as they are and not keep up that appearance of, of, oh, everything is perfect over here. So, um, you know, I've got it all together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be when things are like perfectly settled and organized and neat. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that you can just like welcome people in. And I think that's like, it's a good state of mind to have, you know what I mean? Like, uh, in a right. world of Instagram. Oh, I'm sorry. What? Oh no, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just say, yeah. Like in a world of Instagram where we think we see things like filters and things look beautiful. Um, I just really appreciate when people can be real. And I mean, I think that just is always, it's kind of heartening because you're like, oh, you like see a side of someone that you may not have always even realized that they have. Like that's happened more recently mm-hmm. with me or I've noticed that about other people. And like, it's just how much it brings you a sense of like, oh, you can kind of like breathe out like, okay, sure. I can be real. Like this can be a true conversation or someone kind of opens themselves up a little bit, not knowing how you're going to respond or when you do that for other people. Um, yeah. I was just thinking about that because I've had a really good opportunity to mentor some people through my work, through my job, um, people who are in college, you know, interning in our organization. And, um, you know, and I think sometimes they like, they think of me as this like <laughs> old lady sometimes, which is a little bit humbling. Uh, but it's just kind of funny. Um, you know, yes, I've been out of school for about five years now, but being able to talk with them, they kind of approach it like, oh, you must have all the answers. And I'm, A, I'm really flattered when they think that I do because I'm like, oh, you're asking me this question as opposed to me being like, who, right. who are we asking? You know what I mean? Like, Let's go ask a grown up. Oh, wait, yeah. that's me. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I actually had that thought today. And someone was like, how do you just make it all work? You're so, like, you balance it all. And I was just like, have been mentally like, like getting on my own case about like overbooking and I was just like oh they're asking me this they like I I I guess I've given the the appearance I mean I I don't know I'm rather an organized freak sometimes but that's just personally like my scheduling sure out of necessity but it was just go ahead oh no I just wanted to say a side note to our conversation just a moment ago about you know having a not the importance of not having a, a neat house I mean if that's your shtick like you do you girl go on like <laughs> if, if we're not saying let your house fall into despair so that people think you're vulnerable I mean <laughs> that means if having an organized house and having things clean and neat and put away is what you do that is perfectly fine go yes. right ahead I just wanted to add that disclaimer in. <laughs> that's, that's a really good point I didn't doubt that because there are some things that like we have our strengths in you know what I mean Mm-hmm. Um, right absolutely I definitely don't want to knock anybody who likes having a clean house or who enjoys that aspect of 
hospitality, the, you know, having everything together and having it look pretty, that, that's fantastic. Like, (laughs) and that doesn't mean that you can't be vulnerable. It just means that you're a lot better at those things than some of us are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just different strengths, different gifts. Um, That's right. Different strokes, different folks. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for adding that clarification. That was, that was good. Yeah. Because there's different ways that we're all, we're talented and gifted and have opportunities. Mm -hmm. And maybe that person, you know, being vulnerable looks different for them. Um, yeah. Sometimes they're just more obvious for other people. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Um, where were we? Um, messy houses. So, yes. Messy houses, having it together. Somebody asking oh. a grown up for. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sorry. That was kind of a tangent, but I brought that up just because um, in this opportunity to like talk with people about, you know, giving them mentoring, mentorship. Um, they always like are so taken aback in some ways like in a good way but I'm like actually that's something Mm -hmm. I've struggled with a lot and something that's been helpful or something I've been trying out and kind of sharing that and they've just Mm -hmm. I've noticed that that you just kind of see them kind of relax more into the chair and like oh okay Mm -hmm. this person isn't judging me for not having my life figured out perfectly or needing to know everything Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that allows you to go deeper into those conversations like they're more meaningful and they're more profound Mm-hmm. when you don't have to pretend right yeah absolutely and I think um like you said it's kind of a domino effect when when you started off then you just see kind of a ripple effect of people being able to be themselves and to really open up to to who they are and to form those really deep and true connections yeah for sure yeah it all kind of ties into simplicity in some ways and we could do mm-hmm. a long conversation about that um <laughs> podcast in itself maybe two <laughs> we should do like part one and part two i've always thought that looked very sophisticated um, <laughs> um, I agree. But, but being able to just focus on the, the essentials in those situations whether it's you know having a bottle of wine around so you can spontaneously mm. have people over or um something i've been really thinking about too with hospitality is having time to sit with people i don't know if you've experienced that mm-hmm. too but um well, we're really busy and you know, our culture is very pro busy and mm-hmm. staying on doing all the things. Um, but that makes it difficult yes. just to like, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, we're just talking about how busy <laughs> we both are. Um, yes. <laughs> but then we like don't have time just to sit and to be present to people. I don't know. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's, that sometimes can be what people need the most. And I think that that those times are what form friendships, either new friendships or they cement the old ones that are, are still, well, can always use more work. Um, but I think that it is, it is important. And that shows that somebody is important to you when you're able to take time, especially if you're busy to take time out of your day to, to talk with them and have a cup of tea or have a cup of coffee or uh, a glass of wine, or just even <laughs> my favorite is, do double duty and just to say like hey bring your family over we're gonna grill some burgers like don't worry about bringing anything y'all just come over and then you know you knock out a meal and you knock out some quality time at the same time so um and I think that in every culture it's extremely important to have those aspects of hospitality where you are sharing in an experience together Mm -hmm. um across religions across countries you know sharing meals is so important um, and even in the Bible, I mean, you can see the Last Supper and the wedding at Cana. There's all these examples or the, oh my goodness, the uh, loaves and fishes miracles are another great 
example of how, you know, meals can bring people together. Um, and so yeah, I think sometimes it can help to also sort of give a little bit of direction to some time like that, um, you know, to share a meal together or to, to have, uh, to fulfill one of those corporal needs. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, that's good. I like that. Mm-hmm. And it's a good reminder that it doesn't have to be like, I mean, it can be like, and kind of going back to your point about like, not to, not to like throw shade on anyone who actually is really tidy and clean. Um, maybe right, or big parts of your thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe a five course meal with, you know, the rack of lamb tied together with a little meat sauce is your thing. I mean, that's great. Go for it. That's a thing. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it's like a Charles Dickens type thing, you know, like back in like the old English novels where they'd have like figgy pudding. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm struggling for the words here. Yes, um, yeah, for sure. I think that um, that yeah, simplicity is sometimes better, especially in a, a busy world. It still allows allows you to capture some of that time together without putting all the pressure of having the fine china out and the candles lit Mm -hmm. yeah and that yeah it's really beautiful though when you see people who just like have made their home welcoming and it just really strikes me um Mm -hmm. another good friend from college i would say that her parents home is probably one of the most welcoming places that i've ever walked into and they have Mm -hmm. eight kids a big bustling beautiful catholic family um I was always struck by the fact that you know there's a lot going on it was a very lively house um (laughs) but the the mom she was always so generous with her time so she'd be you know, working in something in the kitchen we still run the house and she would still talk to you and ask questions and you know what's going on how are things going and would remember things you know and kind of follow like you mentioned last time that test was you know kind of a pain you know like truly wanting to get to know you and how your life was going but something that always mm-hmm. struck me is that if you asked to help she would let you help so often you go to people's houses and they're like no no I got it all done don't worry like you just sit and you're like kind of awkwardly sitting in the kitchen or in the dining room or wherever kind of like waiting for Mm -hmm. everyone else to come down you know from preparing Mm -hmm. um whereas you can be like here's a cutting board here's a knife and some carrots help us you know (laughs) because then you've joined in the preparation of the meal and there's something really special about that too Mm, yeah no I think that's a great that's a great distinction to make that sometimes hospitality is also letting people be part of that process, Mm -hmm. which I think we also tend to have an idea of, well, I'm not being hospitable if you're having to do part of the work. Yeah. I think that, (laughs) but you're right. I think it's so much more comforting and so much more relaxing when it's like, I'm able to be participating in that preparation and then um, kind of working alongside whoever it is that I'm connecting with. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of fun. Like we had a taco night at my house about a month ago and I was running behind. And so people were showing up as we were supposed to be having dinner. And it was kind of funny because at first I was like, oh no, like it's not ready. And then I had that kind of thought. I was like, well, how would, you know, how would this go better? And so just like including people and everyone kind of chipped in and it got done more quickly and everyone was laughing. We had music playing and, and it was almost more, um, uh, what's the word? Convivial. That's a good word. Mm, um, that's a great word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been getting the word of the day lately and it's, it's helping. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> no, anyways. Um, but really though, like there's something to be said about, you know, making people incorporate into that process. And I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of sharing and opening the door to your home in a different way too. 
Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Almost like the back door instead of the front door. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's more yeah. intimate. Um, well, on that note, did you want to move into maybe some practical ideas? Yes. For hospitality? I know we've both got some different, I- different ideas that of course are complimentary. So um, <laughs> <laughs> mine usually involve candles. I'll just be honest. I have like six candles lit in my room right now. <laughs> I actually do have six candles lit in my room right now. Um, That's amazing. They're just very cozy, and my favorite word of the winter time is huga. It's the it's H Y G G E. It was it was very hip and very in, <laughs> yeah. but it's just kind of that warm feeling you you have when you're like, oh, cup of tea and candles and maybe a chunky sweater. I don't know. Um, so yes, that's kind and of the trifecta of fall. I love it. <laughs> yes, it just makes you want to like curl up with a good book. Um, <clears throat> But practical tips, yes, back to the bigger picture. <laughs> um, but yeah, like truly something that's just been really striking me in terms of like being practical and how we accompany people is actually making it happen by just picking a date and time. Um, mm-hmm. That seems pretty simple, I guess, but it can even just be meeting up with people with coffee or getting dinner. But I think so often like in our busyness, we're kind of like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. And then, like, assume that the great, exactly, that the great idea will just, like, walk into the room and plan itself for us. Um, Whereas, like, just, you know, be like, hey, you know, this is kind of, we should just make this happen. Um, So that's my first practical tip. Do you have a practical tip? Um, Yes. Let's see. Um, So my practical tip is going to be, I kind of sort of already said it, it's to kind of do more simple um like i said burgers on the grill or popcorn in a movie or um you know something very simple that requires uh, not a lot of effort not a lot of planning and that can include um you know kids or spouses or um you know significant others if somebody wants to bring their boyfriend or girlfriend or you know whatever whatever the case may be kind of less um you know less of I'm going to set a place. How many places should I set? But more like, oh, yeah, just throw a couple extra burgers on the grill because we don't really know exactly who's coming. Mm, I love that. <laughs> that, that simple aspect. And I think that um, that enables uh, enables people to feel a little bit more comfortable, too, um, just that they're able to not have to worry about, um, I guess, pre- pretenses or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So that would, that would be mine. Keep it simple. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, I would offer, I don't know, again, I keep finding these quotes and I'm, so I'm not a night owl. And so I'm like not not putting together all the pieces properly. Um, We're recording this a little bit later at night than we usually do. Um, But no, it's good. Um, But just kind of recognizing that things are not going to go perfectly. And so I love this quote. It's good days make for blessings and bad days Mm -hmm. make for good stories. Oh, um, that's so true. No good story ever started off with, well, everything went according to plan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we've recounted a few instances, your trip in, in France. Um, yes. You know, and I have, I have weird luck. Not bad luck, just weird luck. But it's all a matter of perspective. Um, but yeah, yes. so 
other practical tip, and I mean this seriously, have a bottle of wine on hand. It becomes so much more oh, easy yeah. to just like, hey, why don't you just come over? Like, we'll have a group of people over and just open a bottle of wine and sit around and just chat. Um, you know, and just open that up for conversation, opening the door to that. Um, so I mean, it may sound silly, but seriously, just having like a $10 bottle of wine on hand makes it easier mm-hmm. that when you have the right group of people or you're kind of, oh, what should we do? Oh, hey, everyone, come over, you know? Yes, um, but that's yeah, spontaneity. Absolutely. So I guess my next tip is um, probably a little bit more family oriented. Um, I think that a great way to practice hospitality is to uh, bring meals to people. It's something that um, I watched my mom do all while I was growing up. Anytime anybody had a baby or a close friend had surgery or um, even somebody passed away, she would make her signature jambalaya because my Aww. Cajun, which is funny because my, my dad's Cajun, but my mom is the one that would make the, the jambalaya. So, <laughs> uh, But just having having that kind of like signature recipe that's easy to throw together that feeds a crowd and then you you know you're able to kind of fulfill a need that somebody may have um when they've you know gone through a big life change um like a baby or surgery or losing a family member so um don't be afraid I know a lot of people younger people these days you know are afraid of the fact that oh well I don't know how to cook very well or you know there's all these things that could get in the way you know spaghetti is a great option for sure and I know when um after I had my baby having people bring meals over was, I mean, just such a help to not have to worry about it. And that's kind of a, something that I've started to do pretty much any time that I can is try to take a meal over to somebody that's, um, you know, just gone through something like that. So it's kind of a lost art and I'm hoping that it's not going to die with our generation because it's just such a wonderful way to show um, that kind of that side of hospitality. Oh, I like that. That's a good one. Even especially for the single people among us. Yeah, like you said, not to be afraid of of doing those sorts of things and finding ways to to really help those in different life situations. That's really Mm -hmm. important. Absolutely. And I think it's important too for your children to see the example and to even get in on the action, to have them help out with the meal in some small way so that they can experience that hospitality firsthand. Yeah. No, that's great. I like that a lot because it's like, yeah, the whole family's involved in that corporal work of mercy. Mm-hmm. then they get the graces too <laughs> yeah perfect graces for everybody <laughs> <laughs> and then you say grace. <laughs> yes. um i have another one that i want to add to the pile mm-hmm. this is technically not practical of tips but i want to encourage people to embrace the awkwardness of new interactions um mm-hmm. so i just shared this example because it really struck me and i was incredibly fun. Some friends and I in the very beginning of the summer before everyone started traveling for vacation, we spread the word far and wide, far and wide that we were just going to have, um, uh, wasn't wine cause we were in a public place. It was just like sparkling water and juice. We made like mocktails and just yeah, had like awesome. a picnic on the mall, like the national mall. And we brought mm-hmm. Frisbee and cards and truly just invited like Everybody, I didn't even know some people <laughs> were invited. That's fantastic. And some people who I didn't know showed up. And that was both funny and a little bit surprising because you're like, oh, I actually don't know this person at all. Um, <laughs> but by kind of embracing the awkwardness of new situations and new interactions, um, there's some funny stories. Like we, we still laugh about the time that we all played Frisbee on the mall and we didn't know each other. 
Um, but we also, yeah. you know, we're able to, yeah, be vulnerable and have just like good conversation. And there was some, some good friendships that came out of that. So it was kind of cool to see that spontaneity and being able to just kind of set aside, like not your inhibitions, that's not the right word, but like being able to set aside, um, our fear of, of being perfect and like knowing what's going on, um, to just really enjoy the situation. Yeah, well, I mean, talk about vulnerability there. It's like, I don't know you, but yeah. I'm still ready to come and hang out with me and throw the frisbee around because that's what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Thing. I love it. That's so great. It was a lot of fun. I wish we'd be able to do it more during the summertime, honestly, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's great. Um. Oh, gosh, let's see. I'm running out of tips because, like Abby said, it's late. Um. <laughs> Uh, goodness. I think, um, kind of another one to go along with your theme of, of getting over the awkwardness is to, um, you know, find ways to reach out to those that are maybe a little bit more marginalized. Um, maybe mm-hmm. somebody who's more of a, uh, not a shut in, what do they call it? Like people that aren't able to leave their home as easily, or, um, I mean, heck a great example is a mom with young kids that, it's hard to get out because you've got to take the baby and the infant and the toddler and you're pregnant and it's hard and exhausting. Maybe just being like, Hey, I'm going to swing by and bring coffee or lunch or smoothies or something like that. Um, kind of a different example of, of somebody that maybe isn't able to, to get out, um, that maybe wouldn't be able to come to you, but offering instead to come to them. Um, or, um, also I think one that is, uh, a corporal work of mercy that's definitely um, kind of overlooked these days is uh, visiting the imprisoned. And if there's a way to get involved in something like a prison ministry, provided that that's your, your charism and that you're able to put yourself out there. Um, I think that's a great, a great way to really be vulnerable to get out of your comfort zone and to um, share in that, that love of Christ with one another. Yeah, that's a good one, especially because I feel like that's not something we think about often. Mm-hmm. Um, about, yeah, about visiting prisons. Wow, that's a yeah, and and that one's mm-hmm. definitely not not for everybody. I mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend that to just anybody. But um, I've had the opportunity to um, go visit somebody that I knew that was in prison, um, and it was it was definitely a life changing experience for sure. But it just, you know, it got me thinking about the people that don't have visitors and the people that don't have those interactions because either their families ostracize them or, um, you know, their family doesn't live close by or, you know, there's so many different reasons why somebody may not be able to have that human interaction. And, and like I said, it's definitely not for everybody. That kind of environment is not something that you want to just kind of waltz into and think that it's all going to go well. But, you know, I also definitely want to encourage um, some of our listeners if that's something that you feel that you could do or your family could do, you know, older children and maybe your spouse, um, you know, give it a try. You never know. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. You never know until you've tried it. Exactly. Exactly. And if it was a horrible experience, at least, you know, maybe you planted a seed or kind of watered something that was there and, and maybe that person will be able to to come to Christ a little bit easier because of you yeah and you know saints make future saints so That's we all right. get to be part of that chain in a way the chain of um chain of salvation you know we don't realize always what we're doing I mean how what we are doing impacts other people 
And so it's important to recognize that. And not in a way that causes scrupulosity. It's not like, oh my gosh, people are always watching me. Not in that way at all. But a very healthy self-awareness that allows us to be present and be aware of ourselves and be conscientious Mm -hmm. of how we're, you know, treating other people. Again, kind of going back to the first thing we were talking about, of like the dignity of the person and how we serve them as Christ. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Just to kind of go along with that, um, my last comment, and I think it kind of ties into your last comment, Abby. Um, I love the St. Augustine quote when um, I think it was somebody, a criminal was walking by to be executed or something like that. And, and somebody made a a comment and St. Augustine just says, you know, but for the grace of God, there go I. And I I think that's, (laughs) it's important to remember that, you know, and I believe that man had a conversion as well because of, because of that, but I'm not hundred percent sure I'd have to go back and double check my facts. But (laughs) anyway, um, (laughs) just a reminder that, you know, no matter what we've done, we're all, we're all human. We're all God's creation. We're all, um, you know, we're all deserving of that same dignity, kind of like you were saying. Yeah. We, when we make it complicated too, I think it prevents us from seeing that we are essentially very loved. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then ultimately Absolutely. we're, we're welcomed in, into the church and into our faith and into relationship with God. And that's the most important kind of hospitality we can, we can look mm-hmm. for. Yeah, absolutely. So All right, any other final tips or tricks or uh, <laughs> suggestions? <laughs> I think we talked about a lot. It got very like metaphysical in a lot of ways. <laughs> theoretical, theoretical. Have a way of doing that. It's great. <laughs> Praise the Lord. No, but yes. I hope this was helpful for some people looking for some ideas of, of how to welcome people in and also maybe just some new a new way of thinking about hospitality as opposed to just kind of I mean, God bless her and I love Joanna Gaines. I think she's amazing, but she always, things are always just perfect and beautiful. And like, you know, we want things to be beautiful, but also recognizing that sometimes, you know, just where we are and just who we are is exactly who another person needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And beauty can take all forms and all shapes and sizes. And it may not mean having a beautiful house. Like we were saying, having a messy house and somebody's able to come in and think, ah, here's a place where I can just be myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not going to mess anything up. But I do love Joanna Gaines as well. <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play every day. Anyways. <laughs> yes. Well, Lizzie, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you. So um, like Abby said, we hope that you guys have found this helpful and we encourage you to get out there and live the love of Christ. Yeah, bye. Bye.